Hello and welcome to Things I Wish You Knew, the podcast, where we share real stories of pregnancy and infant loss straight from the bereaved parents themselves. Baby loss is such a lonely experience, but we don't have to go through it alone. Your stories matter, your babies matter, so let's talk about them. I'm your host, Laura Rizzo, stillbirth, miscarriage, and living kiddo mama. You'll never hear me apologize for my grief, but you'll definitely hear plenty of unfiltered thoughts and raw honesty. So buckle up, get your tissues handy, and let's talk baby loss. Hello, and welcome to Things I Wish You Knew, the podcast. In today's episode, I'll be talking to Melissa Foley, a lost mom who continues to navigate the death of her first son, Lachlan, including him and parenting him alongside her two living children. Melissa is a trauma-informed, certified pregnancy and infant loss coach, the owner of Healing Loading, and started Lachlan's Light Canada, a retreat for bereaved parents to find community and connect with their baby and their grief. Melissa will be sharing her story, talking about Lachlan, what it was like losing her first child, as well as talking about the retreat which registration opens tomorrow for anyone interested. Now, without any further ado, let's jump right in. Hello, Melissa. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, Laura. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, So I would love to uh, hear about your story and hear about Lachlan and, and anything you would like to share with us. I always come to like, where to start? Where do you start? And I guess because he was our first, uh, you start like when it, what, you know, finding out. And um, I knew before I took that first pregnancy test um, because my sense of smell was like phenomenal. <laughs> um, like I could smell, I came in the house and I was like, ew, did you make fish for dinner? Like it stinks in here. <laughs> And he's like, no, I had tuna for lunch. It was like 7 Oh my gosh. So I was like, oh, something's, something's messed yeah. up here. Something's going on. <laughs> um, so I went upstairs. I didn't say anything to him. I just went upstairs, took the pregnancy test. Because, like, I was changing out of my work clothes, whatever. Mm. So, like, he thought nothing. Nothing was weird, right? Uh, so I took the pregnancy test. Totally going, yeah, it's not going to be positive. Like, whatever. And I, like, looked and was like, oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> Like, what do I do? How do I tell him? Like, I've always planned to tell him in like some cute ass way. Yeah. And like, I was like flabbergasted. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what to do right now. Like, what do I, but I'm like, I have to go downstairs. He made dinner. Like I put the test in my pocket and I like walked downstairs and sat at the table and he was like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? And I was like, what? What do you mean? What's wrong with me? No, like I'm fine. Everything's fine. Whatever. Like, and he's like, no something's like off like what's going on and I like I didn't know what to do I was just like oh okay and I just like put it on the table it was just like just like looked at <laughs> here you go yeah and he was like, what what <laughs> I just like moved it closer because like he's not even a you know like guys pregnancy test I don't really know what the hell is going on right like especially the first one I have yeah. no idea what's happening so he was just like what like really like I, like yeah like I guess like I don't even I feel like we didn't even talk about it like because we were both just so like oh 
like it actually holy holy shit like we didn't think you know it happened like really quick for us so mm-hmm. like it was one of those things you didn't even have time to like wrap your head around you were trying and then like one of those annoying you know really annoying people um especially in this community yeah I hear you um and like I was just happy to be pregnant I didn't care like I was just stoked to like have a baby that was like one thing I knew I wanted to be a mom Mm. um so I puked for I want to say 28 weeks like almost my whole pregnancy with him um and at like 26 weeks it finally like let up and I didn't care. Like, I didn't care that I was, I was not complaining. I was like mm. happy. I was just, was just like happy that he was there. Um, but I had an anterior placenta. So it was something I complained about a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but my doctor was always like, you know, it's anterior. That's normal. They don't feel them a lot. La, 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 la. Um, so I think it was at my last appointment. I complained the most. And I think I was, I want to say like 30 weeks pregnant. And he's like, no, it's fine. Everything's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Like, you'll start feeling him more now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but like, bro, I'm 30 weeks. Like, I should probably. So I like, I said it a few times. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, whatever. Like, you're the doctor, man. I guess I'm, you know, and like, I'm a very type A personality. So like, I wasn't really being pushed around, but like, almost felt like I was to a degree. Like, yeah. I couldn't advocate enough, but I didn't know why I was advocating. Like I just, I didn't, I didn't know everything was normal. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. Everything's great. Um, Ryan broke his wrist. So baby daddy broke his wrist like two weeks. No, not even like a week before Lachlan died. Oh, wow. So we were actually at the hospital. Yeah. Getting his like wrist recasted or something. I can't even remember why. But, like, we were there to, like, do something with his, wrist, like, broken wrist. Um, and I called because I was, like, worried. I hadn't felt him the night before. And that's normally when I felt him yeah. was, like, before I went to bed. Um, and I was, like, worried at night. And we, like, kind of got the Doppler out. And, like, I was, like, you know what? We're just not going to do this tonight. And, like, I kind of felt like I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know something was wrong. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, and... So I called them while we were at the hospital and she's like, yeah, just go upstairs. Like, they'll just check you out labor and delivery. Everything's fine. Uh, famous last mm-hmm. words. Um, and then I was checked up there by like three different machines before she's like, oh, I'm going to get the lady who can always find a heartbeat. Oh my goodness. And I was like, oh, okay, good. Yeah. Good. Find the, find the right lady. Right. Yeah. Um, and she took us in a different room, tried again, again, couldn't find him. And, like, I actually told this to someone today, like, that the reality was she, like, made it seem like they were going to find him. So, like, I had all this hope right. for, like, nothing. Yeah. Realistically. Like, they were making an error. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, okay, something's, like, oh, he's just small still. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm 33 weeks pregnant. He, The, the baby's not small. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, like you should be able to find his heartbeat, like in an instant. Right. Um, they didn't tell us anything, nothing. We were just like left in the dark and you're going for an ultrasound. We're going to check on him. Okay, cool. Um, and the ultrasound tech pressed far too hard. Like I had an early ultrasound at like 12 weeks or eight weeks Mm -hmm. or something. Right. And like, they don't press then. 
Yeah. Why are you pressing on this 33 week uh, gestation baby? And it was like, now I've like kind of come to terms with like he was almost trying to like will him to like live. Like he was trying to make him move. Mm -hmm. Like, hopefully if I touch you, you'll move. Yeah. Right. Like, even though he's not seeing a heartbeat. Um, so at that point I knew, I knew something was wrong. And like, for some reason I still, it still didn't like, like I couldn't comprehend that he was dead. Right. It was like, I knew it was really bad, but I didn't know why it was really bad. Um, and like hindsight is so messed up when you think about that. Cause I just sat in the waiting room beside Ryan being, they waited to take us back upstairs. Someone had to bring us upstairs so we couldn't walk on our own. I don't know. <laughs> gonna jump off the roof i'm not really sure um so i'm just like sobbing and ryan's like just holding my hand doesn't really know what the hell is happening right because he's like not the birthing person right. you don't really like i mean i didn't really know and then that's when you know he turned from a baby to a fetus and it was now like there's no fetal heartbeat mm. um which is so fucked yeah. up right like oh we're gonna find your baby oh your baby's okay everything's good with your baby there's no fetal heartbeat. Yeah. And I was like, what? Fetal demise. I was almost like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like, could we just say he's like, could we just tell me that my baby's dead mm -hmm. instead of uh, fetal heartbeat? Yeah. So like, I don't think it like sunk in. But anyways, there was no doctor. So they were like, you need to come back or you need to like hang out for, oh, it was like an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. She was like doing surgery or something. Because uh, all the OBs were in like a conference, like three oh my hours goodness. away so like my ob wasn't even there um so we were like okay cool but we're not staying here we'll come back yeah. right like we don't know what the fuck's going on we got people to call like my parents his parents like every our family all the people close to us except for my work family lived like 1500 miles from us so like nobody was there mm. um so of course we called them like my mom's at work and I was like, so your grandkids dad. Um, and she was like all excited. Like he was being born today. Oh. I'm like, Oh, this is super exciting. And then, you know, to hear like he died yeah. and like, okay, we're going to book a plane ticket and like be there right away. Um, I just remember going home and like, there was baby shit everywhere. Yeah. Right. Like first time parents, 33 weeks, like his nursery was done. Like it was just like baby shit. Mm -hmm. everywhere. And I was like, okay, all of this shit needs to go somewhere. Let's just throw it all in his room. So we just started like throwing shit in his room. And then I started like Googling everything you could like imagine. And obviously he was born in 2016. Um, so there wasn't a lot of blogs and yeah. things and um the things to say, take the pictures and do the things because he's dead. And this is the only opportunity you get. Um, Cause I think I literally needed someone to tell me that mm. like, you know, this is the only right. chance you get to like, see his body and like touch him and love him. And um, yeah. So anyways, we went home, we went back, we decided to be induced the next day. And this doctor was lovely and said like, I don't care what time you come in you decide tonight you want to have that baby because you, you can't like deal with this. Like you come in and we'll just start it whenever you come back. Mm -hmm. Like it's totally up to you. And I was like, okay. So we drove two and a half hours to pick my parents up at the airport and then two and a half hours back, Gosh. which in hindsight, we probably shouldn't have done. 
uh, because we were fucking distraught, yeah. right? Like we just needed to be out of our house yeah. that was supposed to have a baby in it. Um, so yeah, my parents, were, we went in the next morning, like super early in the morning and just, um, you know, were induced and I literally followed the, the birth plan that I had with him of like no medication and just totally being solely in that birth. And it is mm -hmm. like, the worst and the best thing that I decided to do because he was literally my he is my only natural natural uh vaginal birth and like it was like perfect other than he was dead yeah um <sighs> which is d devastating right like it's exactly what I wanted and like so many people are like I couldn't feel the pain in that moment and like for me I was like, it needed to be real. Mm. And if I didn't feel it, it was, it didn't feel real yeah. to me. Like I needed to know that it was real. And like, I guess I was way more present, obviously in all of the, um, like craziness of it all. Right. Because I took nothing like the, and they kept trying. And that was one thing that really like disturbs me now is like, Okay, I told you if I wanted the drugs, I would take them. Yeah. But like, stop offering them to me. Like, stop forcing me. Um, they're like, you're in enough pain, and I'm like, I, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. But also, right, yeah, like I get to decide. <laughs> there are still days I question, right? Well, exactly, yeah. it's my body, and there's still days I question if it was real, mm. and like. I'm sure medicated, I would have, I, I would be able to question, I'd question that even more, right? Like the reality of everything that happened, but it went really quick. He was born really, really fast, like in seven, seven hours. Wow. Um, yeah, it was really quick, especially for a first, um, child. Um, and he was perfect. He was little, he was only two pounds, four ounces. Mm -hmm. Um, but in hindsight, like his, his placenta was also very small. Um, but in hindsight, both his brothers were only like four pounds oh bigger than him wow. at full term. So yeah. like I make really little babies. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like they're just, they're, they were all very, very little. So it's just, um, it kind of makes me feel better in the fact that he was so small. But also, like, his placenta was too small. So, like, the reality of that, right, is mm. a whole nother, a whole nother ball game, I guess. But, yeah, we were only given 12 hours with him. Oh, wow. We were only allowed that long. Um, like, that was stated? they didn't have a cuddle cot. Oh. Yeah. They didn't have a cuddle cot, so they didn't have a way to keep him cool. Mm. And because we were having an autopsy, I think... Um, the reality of that was like, um, he had to stay in a certain state to be able to have the autopsy. That's my, okay. my thinking now. I'm not, I, I never asked in the, in the, at the time I never asked because I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and now that like kind of, kind of haunts me because I'm like, oh God, we got him autopsied, which means someone drove him because the children's hospital is two and a half hours away. It's the only place that does them. Oh, okay. Um, so now I like have all these like weird feelings eight years out of like, 
oh god like who drove him and like how did they drive him there like what did that look like and like who drove him back and like why did that why did no one say like hey you can drive him to the children's hospital if you would like and like you can go get him because i'm like holy shit i let some fucking stranger do that for my child Mm. and like if anybody is listening and thinking like oh shit i did the same thing like it's not your fault we didn't know because mm-hmm. if I did know I 100% would have drove it myself like I would have been like yo I got this don't worry I'll get <laughs> yeah. him there and I will bring him back yeah. like just let me know just give me timelines <laughs> um but yeah we got to see him again so we got to see him again in the the funeral home which I said I wasn't gonna do um and then they said okay well you're gonna sign this paper that says you didn't identify his body oh and I burst into fucking sobs and I was like, pardon me. So what, who are you cremating? If it's not like, if I'm not confirming yeah. that it's his body. Oh my gosh. And he's like, well, he has a tag on his, on his foot. And like, it says his name and it says your last name. And well, and I was like, absolutely not. Like you bring that child in here right now. Cause like, I can't, Yeah. right. Like I thought he would look a lot different and like, it would be a substantial difference, but the reality is holding him for as long as we did, he, he substantially changed. So he looked better than the 12, you know, like as he got, um, older in time, I guess he, you know, look worse. So like he actually looked better. So that was like, my fear is he would look worse. So I'm like glad that I, um, saw him again. Uh, because we don't have many pictures like the photographer didn't show up oh my gosh um and I didn't take enough like I didn't I didn't take any because the nurses said they would take them so that's like one of my biggest I'd say definitely like the biggest regret is like I didn't know like I knew but I didn't know Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah and I was like in school so I had to like tell all my teachers and like do all the things while you're like sitting in a hospital bed, cancel my maternity pictures. It was all just, just wild. Right. Like to, to think like I'm still sitting here eight years later and like, where did the time go? Right. And like, as I'm sure you can relate, like sitting, you know, weeks out, months out and talking to someone who's like eight years down the road and you're like, girl's nuts (laughs) and it's like yeah yeah like I'll never I'll never get there is like almost what my brain was telling me like well I don't I don't know how she got to eight years out but like I'll never get there and now I'm there going like how did I fuck how did I get (laughs) when and when did that happen like he'll be yeah he he should be eight April 1st Mm. so it's like holy shit like oof yeah. And I don't know about you, but for me, like time goes by so fast yet so slowly at the same time. Mm-hmm. Especially that first year. Yeah. It was like painfully slow. And then you get to the year and you're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. All right. Right. We got through one. Right. Like now we get, it, go, it gets better from here. Right. <laughs> oh, well, not really. Yeah, right. Not exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Different, different. different. It gets different. Yes. Different. It changes Absolutely. over time. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely is your typical first kid though. 
Like he was definitely my chill. He's my chill kid. I mean, clearly, um, <laughs> clearly now he's my chillest kid. Um, gosh, <laughs> awful. Uh, if we don't laugh, we cry, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Got it. <laughs> exactly it. Uh, but yeah, no, he seriously was like your typical first child, which is wild to think about and every time i hear someone like talk about their first kid just like rips my heart out Mm. in like a different way every single time because that first kid's always like the one everybody says is so special and so like you know Mm -hmm. this is my best friend this is like and like we love all of our kids yes absolutely right um but there's something about that first kid who you like grow up with and learn to parent with Mm. and you know, all of those things that, like, when your first kid dies, you don't. It's different. Because mm-hmm. the first living kid I parented was not my first kid. Right. Which is a convoluted uh, mind fuck in its own right, I guess. Yeah. Well, on that note, I mean, what do you wish people outside of the last community understood about what it's like? being a last parent to your first child oh that it's like it's confusing because I want people to realize that like even when your child dies you continue to parent them Mm. Mm -hmm. so like as much as you know everybody called me a mom I was pregnant with him and as soon as he dies that title seems to like evaporate into the freaking universe it's like, but wait, mm-hmm. so yesterday you called me a mom, my kid died, uh, that still makes me a mom. Right. <laughs> like, um, so I think that's what it would be is like, it can, we continue to parent them and like, just because they're not here doesn't mean they don't exist. Mm. Doesn't mean our motherhood doesn't exist, yes. our parenthood yeah. realistically, because fatherhood doesn't stop existing either mm-hmm. or, you know, parenthood and the right of you know, any, any parent, no matter how they identify. Well said, because we do, like we continue parenting. It just looks very different when you're parenting a dead child. Yeah. We always want to include them. Yeah. I want to include Nico with everything I do, you know, and it's like constantly Mm -hmm. trying to find ways to be able to continue including him and parenting him because I'm doing all these things for my living kids. So like I need to do just as much for him. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you wish people within the last community understood more about what it's like? This one, like when I read this question, I kind of thought like, so it's so, it was so hard being in the camp of like a still mother. Um, right with the there's a group called still mothers Mm -hmm. um and i love it love is the wrong (laughs) word um as you can tell by my face um i love it in the sense of like it's a community for people who do not have living children Mm -hmm. and i love that i love that for this community because for me it was so hard to see people with living children even when their first child had died like, especially in those first, like, moments, right? Because I'm like, what if I never get that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it feels very isolating 
because you're a mom. So you're a mom without a living child, which makes you in this camp of like, you know, you only fit with this certain group of people. Or so it feels like mm -hmm. as I'm doing air quotes, nobody <laughs> can see that, but I'm doing air quotes uh, for the record. <laughs> um, but it's like, so no one sees you as a mom and then you get pregnant in pre like have a pregnancy after loss. And then you become in this like other camp of like nobody who's a still mother wants to like talk to you because you're pregnant. Mm. But the reality is that baby can still die. Right. So it felt like this, this journey in itself has been so isolating. Um, and that's one thing like I'm trying to, to change. And I know you're doing the same is like, there's so many of us now like talking about how messed up that in between is, yeah. right? And I know like we live different lives. You had a living child, so it's different. It's a different position that we sit in. And it felt like even when I had my first living child after Lachlan, like it just felt so wrong mm -hmm. because now I have my first living child, but he's not my first child. So he's my second child. Yeah. But like, I don't know what the hell to do because I've never done this before because he died instead. Mm. So I guess I feel like the biggest thing, like I would want someone in this community to know is like, find your people. Yes. Find the people that you feel you need to, to like relate to on a level that the loss is similar and that the life is similar and like where you are is similar but remember that we all live this journey because one or more of our kids is dead. Yeah. So the reality is, yes, someone might have it better, those air quotes mm. again, <laughs> in your opinion, it doesn't mean it's better, right? Like, because for instance, right, I have two living kids now. They both have seizures. So like, is it better? Yes, I have living children. I also have a lot of shit to deal with, with those living children. And that's not at all to say like, woe is me because I'm, I'm, I'm so glad I have to do that, but I also wish it was easier, mm -hmm. right? Like one died. Couldn't we just have like this, like, can we just chill now? Oh, yeah. Like for all of us <laughs> though, like not yeah. even, I'm not even talking just for me. Like, I mean, like this whole community, could we all just get a a goddamn pass yeah. on like what we what we want we need or want right now right like absolutely it's insane yeah like it feels wild yeah and to your point too like everybody's trauma is their worst nightmare worst experience right like we all yes. are living the worst case scenario so it's it's just different for everybody yeah. so comparing like your journey to someone else's it's like it's just it's not gonna get you anywhere it's not gonna help anybody you no know, it's interesting you say that because one of the things I say like in groups and to people is like you only know your own worst trauma mm -hmm. like because you do yeah. and like someone else's trauma is not yours mm -hmm. so like yes you think they have worse trauma it doesn't it doesn't matter right right like you don't know their trauma they don't know yours mm -hmm. and that's okay right and if you're a part of this community like you've been through some shit like <sighs> exactly but like you break it down to like the emotions and like that's where we find each other mm -hmm. right that's where we relate is like 
the longing for our children, the yearning to have them back, yeah. no matter if they were, you know, uh, a blip in the universe or like they were here for 25 years mm-hmm. or longer. Um, the reality is they're not here. And like, we can all relate on what that feels like to not have them. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, is there anything that you wish you could tell yourself prior to loss or anything you wish you knew prior to Lachlan dying? Oh, man. I know. I'm like, what would I tell myself? I feel like I I would tell myself to not be so naive when, like, I've, like, I mean, my best friend died at 18. Like, I knew better. Oh, my gosh. I knew better. Right? Like, I knew better. I knew this could happen. Like, the people I nannied for, they lost a baby. I believe it was 24 weeks. I was very young, right? Like, I was only, like, 13 when this happened. But as soon as Lachlan died, here it comes, right? Of, like, oh, shit. Like, they lost their son. And, yeah. And then, like, as soon as that happened, I knew exactly how. Because I had heard the story. And, like, yeah it's like I almost want to just tell myself to not be so naive but then it's like at the same time I wouldn't want myself to have been guarded in that pregnancy I wouldn't have wanted myself to not lean into every moment that we had together Mm -hmm. like we were in a wedding together I was a groom's lady in a wedding with my son (laughs) right and everybody was like loving on Lachlan so like And like, we had a gender reveal and like, there was so many people that loved that little boy, um, you know, until he dies. And then so many people go away. Mm. Um, I guess I would just probably tell myself to like, release your expectations, which also feels shitty. It's like, you should, you should be able to have some expectations, but yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'd have advice for myself other than to be like go go get an ultrasound yeah like don't listen to that white old man who has no (laughs) fucking idea what it feels like to have a baby in his goddamn body or ever have a period or anything that consists of a female body i mean that's probably what i would tell myself it's like don't listen to the doctor do what you need to do Mm -hmm. because yeah like and i mean i don't know i don't know if that would save him i don't know if he'd be here i don't i don't know but I do know he had a chance and like nobody paid attention, mm. which is the hard part for me because it's like just, you know, just like all the preventable stillbirth. And it's like, was it preventable? Right. Could we have prevented his death? Mm-hmm. And like, maybe, but like, also I can't live there. Right. Because yeah. I just make it crazy. Yep. I'm in that same zone with you. We don't know, mm-hmm. but there's always that question mark and but I can't, like, I can't go down that road. Cause it, cause it can't. you can't, we can't bring, no. we can't bring them back. Right. And if we could, we, we a hundred percent would, uh, right? Yeah, like we do anything times. to bring them back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like the reality is yes, yes, it could have and should have been different. Um, and, and it's not. Well, since Lachlan's passing, you have, done a lot of really amazing work I just want to say and I know I've only seen like a little bit of it um but not only like do you have a beautiful community online that you foster 
but you have created this beautiful, amazing retreat that I would love for you to talk about and tell us about how it got started, what's going on with it. Yeah. I mean, it was a thought in 2016 when he died because I couldn't find anything um, in my community. And um, the one thing I told myself is that if I could make one person feel less lonely than I felt, like I I did enough. Mm. Um, Obviously, over time, that has changed because I know I have uh, made one person feel less lonely. I'm that Um, one person. So now it has like morphed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love you. Um, I know it has morphed into an abundance of people in all of the volunteering, um, coaching, um, all of the spaces that I live in now. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's as many people as possible, right? Because the reality is there's always going to be someone who feels lonely. And like, if I can do more, um, I will, as I'm sure yeah. you feel, um, very similar. So yeah, the reality is in 2020, I had found a place. Um, I was living um, on the West Coast in Alberta because I'm in Canada, which I don't think I've said. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I had a place and I was starting it and doing all the things and uh, COVID obviously mm. uh, shut down 2020 and that never <laughs> happened. Um, so we moved across the country back to Ontario. And in 2022, I said... So as soon as we moved back at the end of 2021, I started reaching out um, to people in the Muskoka area, which is like cottage country for us and finding a space and finding a therapist and finding this and finding a lot of modalities that, you know, aren't the norm. So like, I didn't want to do yoga. I didn't want to do just a lot of the mainstream. Like I wanted to be very niche if you will Mm, uh because i hated (laughs) yoga when he died i hated it uh anything that left me in silence was like yeah get fucked um so didn't want to didn't want to do that um so in i finally was able to make it happen last year so in 2023 and my like biggest goal was to make it low cost to no cost because we all know how expensive it is when your baby dies Mm -hmm. and not even just not even just burying them, cremating them, et cetera, et cetera. Because like we got that at a pretty reasonable cost. That sounds awful. Um, but like the reality was like his cremation was free. We only paid for his urn here in Canada. Mm-hmm. Unlike again, in Canada, the medical bills aren't the same. Right. So I didn't have bills coming at me of hundreds of thousands uh, yep. of dollars because I delivered my dead baby. Um, that was mostly just a private room and they didn't charge me for that because my kid died. Um, (laughs) so I saw zero bills in the mail for my child, but the reality, yes, exactly. A hundred percent. Even in the U S it should just be like, like, it's okay. Don't, don't worry about this bill. We've worked that out for you. Um, not even telling you just like, don't send you anything ever. Just take care of it. (laughs) Um, yeah, exactly. You have enough money. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the reality, you know, we buy all the things, we do all the things with their names and like, we broke (laughs) because you can't stop buying stuff to like, make yourself feel just a tiny little bit better. And it doesn't really work. It's true though. (laughs) You know, the reality of that. Right. Um, so my goal was low cost, no cost, because that's a thing that I thought was necessary. 
So last year I fundraised for the whole thing and everybody paid $150. Um, and there was like, we did a sound journey. Um, we had some, uh, groups on anger because girl anger is my like top emotion. <laughs> so like I knew we had to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's my, like, that's my space is the anger <laughs> space. And I like do something with them for that. And then they all, um, got a massage and the therapist was there for the two full days and yeah, like it's fully catered and it's just, um, always on the water, like a big, a big piece of Lachlan for me is water and mountains. So I don't have the mountains here, unfortunately. Um, but I do have the water and like the outside mm -hmm. and like being in, um, a space. And I mean, I did it pretty much single-handedly, wow. um, to like get everything together and, um, I have a very amazing uh, girlfriend who I met through uh, volunteering who flew out as soon as she knew the dates was like, I booked my flights. I'll be there. Yeah. She's like, and I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And like, it was hard. It's hard to give up anything when you've like hand chosen everything and perfectly picked all these things. Yeah. And, uh, but I did, I, this, by the like second day, I was like, okay, go do this. Like, just get away from me, go do it. Cause like, I can't do it. So the reality is I know I need to bring more people, um, to help. So then I don't have to do any of that and can be more, um, invested in my people. Mm -hmm. But that was not a complaint last year that I was not invested enough. So I think it was fine. Um, but we're switching locations this year because, uh, I couldn't get the same place as last year. So the hope is now that we've found like our location mm -hmm. and that we stay um, here because it is like breathtaking how amazing this location is and like has two saunas and like, it's just it, like, literally it's like, every time I look at a picture, I'm just like, is this actually, is this real? <laughs> like, are we doing this? Like, awesome. I'm not, I'm not sure how, but we're doing it. And it's like, the hosts are amazing. So it's yeah, crazy. And then, uh, sign up is Friday. So that's going to be crazy. Last year we filled up in an hour. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm not sure what this year will entail. It's 15 <laughs> people, right? It's four. So it's 14 because of the place 14. that I found. Yeah. And then myself gotcha. and my like co uh, facilitator. But yeah, there will be 14 spots. This year it is 300 Canadian to go, but it is from mm -hmm. Friday. Sorry, it's from Thursday to Sunday. So it's three nights, four days. And literally you're just like catered to the whole time, which is exactly what, you know, bereaved moms need. Mm -hmm. um, and deserve. Yeah, exactly. To just be, to just be literally. Like mm -hmm. that was, it was... <sighs> Like, and I mean, so Lachlan would have been seven last year. So like I was over seven years into this and like, I think it was the first time I ever felt like I could just be in a setting without having to explain it, without having to like, mm. you know, tell somebody that, oh, like I'm, you know, can you like leave me alone right now? Cause I'm like not yeah. feeling it. It was like, no, everybody got it. And like, it didn't matter if you like went into like this awful tangent. Cause they were just like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Like there was so much <laughs> validation and so much like 
hearing your own baby's name so Mm. often from other people and it was just like normal yeah I'm like that's not a thing it's not like people trying to include them it's just natural yeah someone said last year like it felt like my my baby just got like 16 new aunts and I was like well yeah and they pretty much did right like (laughs) it's pretty much what's gonna happen now oh I love it that's incredible something else that's for sure so this episode will go live before Friday. So if anyone mm-hmm. is interested in attending or getting information, how should they go about doing that? Um, they can find me at Lachlan's Light Canada um, or Boys in Two Places. But Lachlan's Light Canada is where all the information is, where it all lives mm-hmm. right now um, of how to sign up. Um, but your your best bet would be to get me your email as soon as possible because the registration link will come out in email to everybody first. Um, so that will be sent out probably at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard, which will be about 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific Standard. And that will be the easiest way because that link will come out first in the email And then about 30 minutes later, I'll put it on Instagram as well. I like to give the people on the list just a little, little bit of a head start. But I know there are people very, very anxious to just get this over with. So I'm like, I'm causing (laughs) stress to like people. I'm not, I I don't mean to cause you stress. (laughs) They're like, I just hope I get a spot. And I'm like, I know I'm really sorry. Like, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Because you also want to bring everybody, right? Like you want everybody to have the opportunity to come. And when it's only once a year, it's, yeah. yeah. You're just going to have to host them more. <laughs> like yeah. that's what's going to happen, right? You're just going to bring one down to to Massachusetts, you know, yeah. bring one here. <laughs> I'll help you out. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, like I would love to do two a year. I'd love to do like offset them yeah. every six months and like do one on each side of the it's the fundraising. The fundraising is so difficult, yeah. but thankfully I'm partnered with a nonprofit. So like all donations, like, cause I, we, cause I do sponsorships. Right. And that's another thing. So if anybody wants to sponsor their baby, I create all sorts of things that like, remember them at the retreat and you get to take that home with you. Like it will get sent mm-hmm. to you after the retreat um which those things are also on Lachlan's light you can see like what I create and how I do it and yeah it's just a a way for people to remember their babies have their babies remembered at the retreat um and it funds people going to the retreat because it is Mm -hmm. about nine hundred dollars a person um to go to the retreat if I was to charge people the full amount which I do not ever want to do but the reality is at some point, like, it just depends on how fundraising goes. Cause I mean, I will do right. everything in my power to ensure that it is fully funded every year, but whew, yeah. it's hard, <laughs> especially with a full-time yeah, job a and lot. school and kids and a dead kid. And you know, the planning, it, it's a lot, it's yeah. a lot of planning. You're so, doing all the things. Yeah. My goodness. Mm-hmm. I wish I could do this full-time. Like it would be I would put retreats on constantly if, like, I didn't need money Seriously. to, like, live my life. <laughs> right? Because we need more. More is needed in this community. To, oh, like... yeah. Gosh, it's wild. 
Absolutely. I feel like it's just within the past few years that like there's been online resources, but like real world resources outside of just like the typical support groups, right? Like outside of that, there's not much. Like there's not you don't see like retreats like yours going on often. Mm-hmm. Um and anything like that, like yeah, this community desperately needs more of that. So the mm-hmm. fact that you're doing it and you're stepping up, like, I applaud you. That's right. You're doing the hard work. Yeah. And like in-person stuff is so not there anymore too, right? Like everything is virtual, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Cause like half my friends are internet friends. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Like, let's say like 98% of my friends are internet <laughs> friends. Let's, let's be honest. Let's be real here. Um, and and the 2% is like my spouse and, you know, my childhood (laughs) friend that still likes me. Um, (laughs) cause like, you know, your baby dying really (laughs) fucks that up for some reason. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, that's true. But yeah, like 98% of your friends are online. And like, if you can get those people like in person, like sign me up because those are my people. Seriously. Find your people and we they're like, like a 8 million miles away. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We do. We need like a lost, lost mom conference somewhere. Somewhere yeah. warm, preferably. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm with you. 100%. In the sun. Oh, it's a, it's a lost mom conference. I have to go. But I it's in Miami. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like they just chose a nice spot this year. It was the most affordable option. Like, we, so, if somebody who's listening go. to this, like, hit me up and we can plan this. Hit Laura and I up so Seriously. we can plan this. Because, like, I think yep. this would be great. <laughs> I would love it. Let's please yeah, do it. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. If anyone listening wants to fund yeah. this, like, let me know. <laughs> we could use the funds. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. yeah. But it's even like, um instead of doing a retreat like I know the loss um sad dads club did a retreat and Mm -hmm. like very differently from mine right because dads dads are different yeah than moms for sure they don't need all the you know things that we need apparently um they just need (laughs) beer and food and it's fine um but I'm like we could even just rent something like that right and there's like 12 of us and we just somebody does a dinner each night and like if you're in pairs of two like it really would only take you know it'd probably be a lot cheaper too than the way I do it right yeah (laughs) but the reality is the way I do it right now is for a very specific reason right of like being Mm -hmm. able to like connect with yourself connect with your baby and like connect with the people here like there is a very specific purpose of why I do the things that I do like I tried not to put too much but I also tried to put enough that people are getting you know into their grief in a safe space where they can actually get into it where they can feel comfortable getting into it instead of like you know a lot of those virtual support groups you're getting into your grief and then you're going right back into your like home life and like right. whether whether you have living kids or like family or a spouse or whatever, right? Like it's hard mm-hmm. to go back to like real life in an instant too, right? Like right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's been a it was a very I don't know, it was a very eye opening experience for sure. I don't blow my own expectations out of the water very often, but it was the first <laughs> time I could say like, Whoa, I didn't expect this. 
right? Like yeah, it was the first time I could actually say that about something that I've done. And I was like, wow. You're doing great things. Seriously. Like, uh, I wish I had been there. I hope I can somehow go to this one. But eventually it's happening no matter what. Absolutely. Yeah. When someone says they want to come, like, it's so exciting because I'm like, oh, I've been talking to you for like, oh, like, right. Like I've been talking to you for so long. Know, right? I'm finally going to be yeah. able to like squeeze your body. And I know that sounds yeah. terrible, but like, I'm going to squeeze you. Like, <laughs> like you said, like so many of our friends now are like internet friends that we mm-hmm. have not met in real life. Or like mm-hmm. maybe this is the first time we're actually talking and not yeah. just typing like through messages and it's like just like those Instagram messages I feel like are so validating for so many mm-hmm. of us like just knowing oh these people get me and like I can talk to you and this you know I like you feel like a friend through the screen and then to like bring that into real life like mm-hmm. mind-blowing right mm-hmm. like it's a whole different level of you get me mm-hmm. and like yeah that's that's pretty powerful so the fact yeah. that you're bringing people together to create those moments is, I think I've already said amazing like a million times, but it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Oh. <laughs> I know. Because anytime you meet like a lost mom in person, it's like something, it's like, and like you've known them forever and like really we only know them in like the life after, right? And like, mm-hmm. it's so it's so crazy to think about. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us, Melissa, and just the legacy that you're creating for Lachlan is so beautiful, and I hope that you are just, like, so incredibly proud of yourself, because you should be. We're working on it. (laughs) Yeah. We're working on it. I hear you. But honestly, like, you're just doing amazing, amazing things and helping so many people, and like, I feel so fortunate to have met you, <laughs> virtually met you. Yeah, like, you've touched me in my life. And and I'm just going to stumble over my words now because, yeah, you, you're just like, I can say the same thing 20 times, right? You're just doing amazing things and really helping people. And I appreciate you so much. And I know so many others in this community do as well. Yeah, I'm glad I could be here. I'm just glad to know you. I'm glad that we've connected and that, you know, we can continue to just like, you know, shout it from the rooftops that like something needs to change. I'm like, you know, our boys should be here and they're not. So we're going to keep supporting people the best we can while hopefully, you know, not having as many people live this shitty life. Right. It's too much. It is. None of us should have to go through this, but but I'm glad we have the community that we do. Absolutely. Glad we're in this shit storm together. Right. <laughs> Some days I feel crazy. And then another mm, every day mom every is day? like, oh yeah, I feel that too. And you're like, oh, so we're all crazy. Or this yeah, is normal. Good. Okay, got it. Normal. Yes, we're normal. That's it. That's no, what it is. Yeah. We're going we're, with normal. We're all collectively <laughs> losing our shit together. Like exactly. that's what's happening. <laughs> so, ba- so basically, now I'm normal. That's how I feel. You know? It's yeah. Like oh, hundred percent. So I'm, that's not just me. Okay, cool, good, good to know. <laughs> like I'm sorry you feel this too, but like I'm so glad it's not just me. 
like you say like i'm sorry you're here but like i'm glad we're all here together you know yeah gosh well thank you for being here i appreciate you sharing your story and sharing lachlan with us yeah thank you thank you wow what an incredible conversation and story and the amazing work that melissa is doing I want to thank her again for being here and being a part of Things I Wish You Knew, the podcast. I'm so honored that she took the time to talk with us. I hope you guys felt like a fly on the wall listening to a conversation between two good lost mom friends, because honestly, that's what it felt like to me. If you're interested in the retreat or learning more about Lachlan or any of the things that Melissa is doing, check out the description for all the links that you need for any of that information. As always, hate that you're here. Honored to have you. This episode is brought to you in part by Little Words Project. Little Words Project aims to inspire and encourage people to be kind to themselves and to pay that kindness forward one bracelet at a time. Not only do they have tons of cute bracelets with affirmations, they also offer custom bracelets, both beaded and their new dainty gold line. I personally wear my custom beaded bracelets with my kids' names on them every single day. Use code BALOSSMAMA at checkout for 15% off your order. Again, that's B-A-L-O-S-S-M-A-M-A at checkout for 15% off any order, or see the show notes for the link to take you directly there.